Um, okay. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Hello, all ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentle thems, and queers of all ages. It is I, Gary Orlandis Fuqua Jr., yes, the second bitch, there's a difference, and welcome back to another episode of Insert That Drum Roll Girl. The Transition Period! Yay! Um, this is episode three. Thank you all so much for coming back and listening, and I, I just have to start off this podcast with, with totally talking about, um... Thanking all of you so much from the bottom of my heart for showing the podcast so much love in its opening week. Um, I did not expect it to become like, I did not expect for people to like it. I didn't expect for people to listen to it that much. Um, but like, it currently has over 70 downloads on Buzzsprout. Um, it's doing really well on Spotify. And I, first of all, let me dig into Spotify and Apple Podcasts' ass because I was expecting for it to be uploaded to Apple Podcasts and Spotify on the opening day, meaning December 31st. But it didn't come there. It didn't, uh, you know, get uploaded until like, you know, I think a couple days ago, which I mean, like, I'm sure everyone was fine with because it got a lot of uh, listens on Spotify and a lot of listens on Apple Podcasts, which I'm very appreciative of. And overall, like, it's not about, I'm trying to preface this with saying it's not about numbers. But showing like to for me to see that people are actually listening and engaging and like enjoying what I'm talking about and like it's friends are texting me and saying that they love it and things like that and people are saying that they can't wait till the next episode. Well, here you here you go. Here's the next episode. But I truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much because I truly bitch like that bitch from Dear Evan Hansen. I was flying blind and making this shit up as I go. I was not. <laughs> I came with a plan. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to go from there. Um, so, yeah, you're actually hearing my voice a little bit sooner than normal. Uh, I was expecting to not really uh, post anything until next Thursday. However, it's it within the first. Oh, it's it's a new year. Happy New Year. Um, same old shit, but happy new year. But um, it's a new year. And within the first seven days of this motherfucker life has the world has fucking blown the fuck up completely like i did not anticipate nor did i expect everything to get so fucked up but everything has gone to absolute shit literally everything um and i'm gonna try to put timestamps on this podcast so if you want to skip to me talking about what i'm actually here to talk about you can um However, I let's child. Oh, my God, child. Let's go ahead and get into the topics of discussion this week. First topic, the weekend's face. (laughs) So if you don't know who the weekend is, the weekend is that singing nigga uh, that the nigga that wants to be Michael Jackson so bad. Uh, So apparently he's having a lot of press around his plastic surgery that he's gotten for his new video called Save Your Tears, which is a song off his uh, album. And here's the thing. I thought that this was real. I thought that that nigga actually looked like that. And it, it when I tell you it, it freaked me the fuck out, 
Looking at his face, he looks like a Barbie Ken doll, something that you would see outside of somebody's RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Something that you would, something, you know, unusual and abnormal. I thought that that nigga genuinely was looking like that because he posted on Instagram with no caption. Everyone just thought that, oh, this nigga just went ahead and got plastic surgery, you know, did the damn thing. And apparently this is for a video. And thank God it's for a video because, baby, that, that, that his face gave me genuine nightmares, bitch. Like, y'all thought the Crypt Keeper was giving me some nightmares, sis. This shit really rattle my goddamn bones but apparently it's for a music video um because like he would go to press releases and he would go to like award events and stuff like that and like he would have like these bandages on his face and like have bruises and blood but it was all like just promotion so like i applaud him as an artist but as an individual bitch that's just scary you can't just be popping out of the blue with a brand new fucking face like that like you gotta warn a bitch because i was on my instagram and i saw that shit and like my immediate thing was to like, yeah, I had to close the app. I had to, I had to set my phone to the side. It was, it was scary. It was scary. Um, but good, good for her. She, she's making money. She's not getting any Grammys this year, but she's, 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 she's doing her best, I guess. Uh, so there's, there's that on that. So yesterday morning, uh, January sixth, um, the day the world turned upside down, literally, uh. A TikTok was, but well, no, it, I think it was posted before, actually yesterday, but it didn't get like publicity until like yesterday. A TikTok was posted to TikTok um, with no evidence. It was suggesting that Kanye West may have been cheating on his wife, Kim Kardashian West, which I don't too much give a fuck about either one of them. Okay, let me press this saying this. I don't give a fuck about anyone involved in this story. I just find it insane. Okay, so, uh, so it came out that like, Kanye West and Kim are planning on getting a divorce, which I mean, like I was not shocked by that. I mean, like I, I, I figured that it was going to happen before they started popping out all these goddamn kids. But I, I like, I, I had a feeling that it was going to happen sooner or later. Uh, I, I pray for them damn children. Cause like, you know, that, that must be hard on them, but like fuck both the parents. Uh, anyway, divorce happening. And there was a TikTok posted suggesting that Kanye West, uh, has been cheating on Kim Kardashian West with Jeffree Star. Now, if you don't know who Jeffree Star is, um, you know, once Miss McConnell retired from his role as from Terrell the Crip, uh, Jeffree Star took over. He was kind of, he, it's kind of like an Aunt Vib kind of situation. Dark skin Aunt Vib left, you know, there's some contract issues and then light skin Aunt Vib came in. It's kind of like this situation. Miss McConnell left. He had, you know, he had to go prosper, you know, go eat some grass and shit. Um, and Jeffree Star had to step in and take care of the role. So they both caused me nightmares at a young age. But um, on the real, <coughs> Kanye West and Jeffree Star, I just cannot imagine. And like, there was also like some links to uh, some of Jeffree's old music, some of uh, like things that Jeffree used to say. And like Jeffree has been like alluding to it. So it furthers everyone to believe that this might actually factually be true. And here's the thing. If this is actually true, when I tell you that'll be it for me, like that'll be it for me that, that, that like, I, like I will leave this podcast. I will leave the internet. Like I, I cannot fathom that those two, like I would have never paired them together. And it's not like a queer thing. And my thing is this, 
I find it kind of uh, tasteless that this TikTok was going about a way of like kind of outing Kanye West. Um, because I don't feel like, I, I, like regardless, I don't feel like anyone's be outed. Yes, cheating is cheating is cheating is cheating is cheating. So it's trifling no matter which way you look at it. But like outing someone for being queer or like having queer tendencies or anything, that, that, that's a bit tasteless. However, I will knock every nigga that tries to go after Jeffree Star because that's just that like that you must not have much love for yourself if that's if like you you must think very low of yourself on the scale to settle for someone like that. That's just how I personally see it and feel. You know, like he Jeffree Star he dated that nigga allegedly. Apparently that nigga robbed him. I don't fucking I don't keep up with that fucking racist. And that rapist, apparently, because he has sexual assault allegations and like, like multiple, multiple testimonies, which that's girl. Um, but yeah, allegedly they're, they're, they're fucking, they're knocking the boots. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, so Jeffree Star posted uh, something to Twitter. It was a picture of him in a very Takashi69 uh, wig of him and the caption said, I'm ready for Sunday service basically uh alluding to the rumors kind of getting into it which my thing is this if a rumor like that was going around about me i'd be straight up and be like that bitch that's not that's just not true i never did that shit but like the fact that he's feeding in on on it and is kind of like in on it and like posting shit that is alluding to it being true proves to me that it's fucking true um so i wish kim kardashian west and you know Kanye West, the best, and all that. Um, yeah, I actually don't, because I actually really don't give a fuck. But, you know. Uh, before I get into what I came here to talk about, let's talk about Drag Race. And I had to clock myself. I did not realize I was talking about Drag Race in the last episode for over 30 minutes. That was not my intention. But let's go ahead and get into it quickly, so we can get out of it quickly. Um, I thought this first episode was terrible. I Now, let me preface it with saying this. I do not mind newness. I don't mind change. Um, I don't mind abnormalcy. However, this episode was so fucking dumb for no reason. I thought that it, like, I don't understand why it was even a thing. Like, I was like, why can't these girls just have a regular, regular, regular ass challenge? Like, why, why is RuPaul putting, well, also, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, but it's been out for a week. Um, like, why is RuPaul putting these girls through, like, this traumatic-ass experience. Like, imagine auditioning for Drag Race every fucking year since it's been since season one and wanting to get on so badly, and then you just walk into the fucking room and you have to lip-sync against a queen that you've never met uh, from Adam or Eve. And then there's a potential that you go home and you get sent to this fucking dock where you're with these other bitches, confused and sad as fuck, and then you're told, oh, you can come back, but you have to eliminate one of the bitches that you just met. Like, that's just, it's unnecessary trauma. Like, I was like, why are you fucking putting these girls through this shit? Like, they're already doing this shit during a pandemic, which none of y'all should be there, but, like, they're already doing this shit during a pandemic. Why don't you just go ahead and allow them to have a normal fucking episode? Like, I, I, it made no sense to me. But anyway, like, the lip syncs were, like, okay. Uh, I didn't care that much for Candy and Joey's, but I could tell, Can- like I said, I can tell that Candy won that. Um, seeing J- Joey J Satchway away did bring a little bit of joy to my heart, I must say. Um, who was next? Uh, 
Denali and La La Ri. I, I thought that was a good lip sync. Uh, I don't know how the fuck she did that in Ice Skates. Ice Skates, bitch. I don't. I do not understand how the fuck she did that in Ice Skates. Uh, but I could see why La La Ri won that because it's like there's a difference when a queen is seasoned. There's so much more like tactical with how they lip sync. But when a queen is just there to perform and have a good time, you can see like. It's not pre-planned. Like they're just enjoying it, enjoying it in the moment, and that's why Lala Re won. Same thing with Olivia Lux. That's why she won over Rose because Rose was so like she uh, Rose. That was probably the best, my favorite lip sync of them all. But like, Rose was so technical with her movements and was pre-planning everything she was going to do. Where like Olivia's things were just so genuine in like storytelling. I, I guess you could say I don't know. The episode was fucking dumb. But uh, Gomic and Utica's was awful. Did not like it. Honestly, I would have said both from, both from home. Uh, who else? I think it was them. And then it was, oh, Simone and Tamisha. Simone and Tamisha. I would say both of them. They they were both so fucking good. Like, RuPaul, like this, this bitch just said she just recovered from cancer and made it back for season 13 after being cast on season 12. And you're gonna fucking send her home? The bitch that just, she just recovered from cancer. So elated to be there. And then she goes home after seven a lip sync like that. Like that bitch, you could not tell Miss Tamisha Amon if she that you could not tell that bitch that she was not Janet Jackson. J- Janet Jackson in that moment, like she served it, and so did Simone. But like, it just was so fucking unnecessary. And then like, who who was who's 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 left? Uh, Tina Burner. I like that lip sync. I thought it was good. Tina did a good job, but. I don't know. I hope the season gets better. I I hate this twist shit. I'm like, girl, can we just can we just have a regular challenge where there's like a regular photo shoot mini challenge? Call up Mike Ruiz, have him take some pictures on these bitches, declare a winner, and then let's have a episode where they construct a costume, and that's it. Like I don't need all this fucking trauma porn. Them sitting back there saying this episode was sad as fuck. Like, I don't know. I'm still going to watch because I love Drag Race, but, like, I felt like that was... It was a very, very tired episode. Very, 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 very tired. Now, let's get into... Whatever the fuck... So, let's start with the positive. Democrats now hold the White House, uh, the Senate... And all that good shit. Uh, uh, John Osef, which John Osef, if you're listening to this, baby, any time of the week, you can just call me up. Like, girl, I, I let me be your right hand, man. Girl, I... <laughs> John Osef is a very, very, very attractive man. I, I think that he... And, and, like, here's the thing. I don't really go from that white. Um, you know, I tried, I'm trying to get out of my, uh, mindset of following, uh, you know, the light brights, uh, but like John, there's something about him. It's something about him in that nose and just how, like, how, like, how he goes about his life and like how he talks. It, It just does something for me personally. So John Osef, if you ever like, baby, turn down for what? Bitch, I the government probably gonna shut down. I I need money, honey. I I I need I need to pay my bills. I need to get in contact with the IRS. I need to get bitch. I need to pay this tuition. Bitch, my phone bill coming up. Bitch, my medical bills due. I'm through. 
uh, turned down for what? So like, if I got to shake a little ass just to get just to get in your brain to help you give, if I got to give you some brain to get some cash, hit me up and let me know because I, bitch, baby, I ain't got no shame over here. There's no shame in this game. I will shake that thing if I have to. Goodness God, I'm going to jail. But um, let's let so uh, Raphael Warnock and John Osif, uh were the winning. Candidates from Georgia after the election, the runoff election that they had. Um, and that's great to hear. Uh, yesterday was such a day. Like, that morning we all found out that, like, the Democrats hold the Senate, which, I mean, like, clearly pissed a lot of Republicans, man, pissed a lot of Republicans off, excuse me. Um, fucking Meghan McCain with her fucking, uh, stank ass sitting up on the view being stank as fuck being rude as fuck being ugly as fuck she that bitch was perturbed angry startled fucked up that she was so upset and whoopi goldberg was not having it whoopi goldberg whoopi goldberg like usually never has it for megan but she really was not dealing with megan shit on this day and i was just living for it um, I don't watch the view like that, but like the clips I do see, it's usually Whoopi Goldberg being like, "Hey, stop it," you know. So, um, uh, but yeah, they 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 won and everything. Uh, and then, uh, baby, all hell broke loose yesterday. Pro Trump supporters, no, yeah, pro Trump terrorists, dumbasses, if you will, uh, ransacked the Capitol. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> when I tell you this shit was like this shit looked like a movie like it <laughs> it was like I, I thought I was watching a, playing a video game rated M for Mature. Baby, I thought I was in somebody's movie theater watching like some kind of Fast and Furious, you know, some kind of action movie, some kind of Will Smith, uh, Hardcock, what, what, what's that name of that? Hancock. <laughs> Whatever the fuck kind of movie he did. Um, I thought I was watching something, you know, on a screen to make believe. No, this was real. Watching all this was real. Pro-Trump supporters... Uh, rioters entered the U.S. Capitol and ransacked the congressional offices with so much ease. These niggas were able to get into that motherfucker so easily. And my question is this. Listen, listen to this, America. Here's my question. How in the fuck were they able to do this bullshit so goddamn easily? Like, how the fuck? And let me tell you how they were able to do that. Because they're white, they're very good people. They they like Trump. Literally, Trump wanted this to happen. It was Mike Pence's dog fly infested ass uh, that fucking ordered for the National Guard to come in and be like, "Hey, girl, get these get these queens together." Trump denied it. Trump didn't want that shit to happen. And you want to know why? It's because Trump wanted this. Trump wanted this shit ever since that fucking debate where he was like, "Proud boys, stand back, stand tall, stand up." Uh, stand hard, whatever the fuck he said. Ever since he said that fucking bullshit, them niggas were ready. And they were planning this shit. Some of the rioters had on t-shirts that were talking about this shit. 
they had there was tweets that surfaced they were talking about them going uh to dc and fucking shit up like this was a planned event that they wanted to happen and it's just so crazy to me how these fucking white walkers were able to scale this building and get into this motherfucker so easily without mask without anything to hide their you know identity they were breaking out windows they were in they had their feet kicked up on um nancy uh peloso's uh whatever fuck her name is desk and shit like they just did not give a fuck they were there to fuck shit up and it's just like how and the fuck were they able to get in there so goddamn easily so, like, the Capitol Police was outnumbered, which my thing is, like, y'all niggas were never outnumbered when Black Post were doing some shit. But they were outnumbered. Uh, the niggas were able to get in there so fucking easily. Like, so easily. And, like, all them fucking Trump flags from Etsy and Amazon were in full view. Uh, nothing was together. Nothing was together. It was just a fucking... Just a mess. Just a fucking mess was what it was. And it, 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 I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. I, I put it upon myself as a black person yesterday to just sit back and watch whiteness work. I just wanted to see how white people can be allowed into these spaces with little to no harm done to themselves. They were able to get into this bitch easily because they, you know what? They knew that they fucking could. They knew they could. They looked it down at their white skin, their pale ass, lily white skin, and said, you know what? They're for me. I can get in there with fucking ease. And they did. And they fucking did. These bitches were able, to, and like, here's the thing. I don't give a fuck about the Capitol. I, I, I barely, I don't give a fuck about the United States. But the thing is that I have an issue with is how the fuck were these bitches able to get into this bitch with minimum arrest? I think there was like four people that died, um, which one of them I don't feel sorry about at all. But like, how the fuck was this able to happen so easily? Like, white people are fucking scared. Y'all niggas fucking freak me the fuck out. Like, y'all are something out of a video game rated infirmature. Y'all some Resident Evil ass bullshit. Y'all, all evil is lemons. Bitch, that's y'all. I... I, I, good Lord, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even, so let's talk about that bitch that died, right, so some bitch, I mean, I, I didn't care enough to look up her name, um, she was scaling some door, or, or some shit, which, trigger warning, if you don't like talking about death, uh, skip ahead in the episode, but, like, she was scaling some building, scaling some shit, the the officers told her ass to get down. They said, everybody, get the fuck down. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of this bitch. That bitch is still up there fucking scaling that motherfucker. And, you know, they said, boom, 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 knock it half your shit off. They, they fucked that girl up. They hit her with two shots. Bitch, that bitch was shot in the neck. Out. Like, a, like bitch, it's hunting season, bitch. That bitch was out. Um, and... It recently started trending on Twitter, like, say her name, because she was some fucking, like, I think she worked for, like, she was a part of the Air Force or some shit, and all this, and, like, this bitch, like, literally, like, text messages surfaced between her and her, like, a family member. This bitch was flying to D.C. 
just specifically for this to start some shit. Like this bitch wanted this to happen. She wanted a revolution, a revolution to happen. She said, Oh no, we won't go. And she, she went, she went, she, she went to hell. Like, and like people are saying, Oh, say her name. Her name was this, that, and the fourth. She demands, she deserves justice and all this. And I'm like, I don't feel sorry for this bitch. I do not feel sorry for this bitch. She brought that shit upon herself. She Nobody told her white ass to go down to that motherfucker and wreak some goddamn havoc. I didn't tell her to do shit. Okay, I've been in my motherfucking crib. I didn't tell that bitch to go down there and do that shit. She brought that shit upon herself. And like, I don't mean to be totally insensitive because like, <sighs> I get like, she still is a human and she still has a life and like, it's sad that her life got lost. But like, I blame her, and I also blame that fucking demon that advocated for niggas to go do that. Trump wanted that shit to happen. It took Joe, Josephine Biden's old ass to sit up here and be like, Trump, you gotta say some shit. You gotta, you gotta cut this shit out, because these niggas are gonna... Like, shit was getting bad yesterday, y'all. And then Trump's ass posted some video to Twitter. Um, I reposted it on Twitter, but I think it's... His social media is fucked up now. Like, the girls are not living for him no more. Like, they, I, I read somewhere that Mark Zuckle, Zuckle, uh, uh, Zutu, uh, Zootopia, uh, said something about how that nigga's not allowed on Facebook or Instagram. They cutting off all his shit. They said, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Get your shit. Get the fuck out. You ain't posting devil shit on this platform, bitch. And which I live for. But before all that happened, he posted this video where he was talking about basically like, oh, this is an unfair election. And um, we we know that this was unfair, but go home. We love you. We appreciate you. You're so loved. You're special. And go home. No violence. No, you know, all that all that shit. But like, it's like, nigga, how the fuck you going to throw the motherfucking rock and hide your motherfucking hand, you stupid fucking bitch? Like how you orchestrated this shit. You asked for this shit to happen. You have built up a system of white supremacy that only benefits people that look like you and your pockets for the past four, a little over four fucking years. Like, you wanted this shit to happen, you weak fucking sauce bitch. Like, (sighs) that nigga needs to get locked up. And I don't want to wish death upon any person, but, like, something needs to happen to that nigga. Like that nigga, if that nigga does not get locked up immediately after Joe Biden gets in office, he's going to continue to wreak havoc and his fucking minions are going to continue to wreak havoc on the public. Like yesterday, a black woman was going to work in D.C. and Trump supporters just for no reason fucked her up. Like they just fucked her shit up. They fucked up her boyfriend. Uh, They like did all this shit to her. It beat her the fuck up, antagonized her just because she's black. And like the other video surface of these niggas sitting up here being like, fuck BLM, fuck BLM. Like this. <sighs> and there's a lot of y'all. There's a lot of you white folks that are on social media currently that are being like, well, if this was a Black Lives Matter protest or if these people were black, they would have been killed. Yes. That's what we've been saying for the past umpteen number of centuries and years, nigga. Of course, this would happen. There's double standards in America. Pe- like, the systems in place benefit people that look like you. They benefit you. You can go outside and not be scared of the police officers, nigga. I, I don't get that luxury. 
You can go outside and wear a hoodie, nigga. I don't get that luxury. You can build a company off of marijuana, nigga. I don't get that luxury. Okay? You can sleep in your motherfucking house and not have to worry about the police coming in and fucking shooting your ass. And then having no justice brought to your motherfucking case. Them niggas were just now detained in that case with Breonna Taylor. Like, I'm glad that y'all are just now waking up to the bullshit, but you're two, two minutes too late, bitch. You're too fucking late. Like, black people have been preaching and saying and th- thinking and saying and praising about this shit for over, like, centuries. We've been talking about the mistreatment and the double standards in America and how this is a white person's America. This shit don't benefit us. This shit don't benefit us. And I'm glad that y'all are finally awake to see the shit with your own eyes. But, like, the fact that National Guard or whoever the fuck these people are who are lined up around places ready to fuck some Black Lives Matter supporters up. But you see videos of these motherfuckers, police officers, guards, whatever the fuck, taking pictures with these niggas? Taking pictures with them and helping them down the goddamn steps so they don't get hurt because they're very special people. They're very fine people. Fuck that. Fuck that, dude. Like, and I'm preaching to the choir. I, I know there's going to be many times this year where I make a podcast just like this one and I'm cussing and going on about how unfair America is. Like, there's no hope. Like, I have little to no hope in this country. I have little to no hope in life in this country. Like, life is always going to be like this. I feel like no matter how much, no matter how much of us have to die, no matter how much of us have to cry, no matter how much of us like are pleading and begging for our lives to matter to folks, people will find an issue with it. People will find something to say about it. People will have an issue. Like the same conservatives that came out, Black Lives Matter protesters, uh, for doing what we were doing back in June, May and June, are the same people that are silent as fuck about this and saying that, oh, this is just a peaceful protest. Breaking the windows of the fucking Capitol building and scaling it and fighting police officers and beating up random civilians. That's a peaceful protest. Fuck you, bitch. You can kiss my fat black queer ass. That's what the fuck you can do. I. Y'all this country. Oh my God. I would say I want to move somewhere else like Canada, but no matter what racism and unjust systems that serve white people are everywhere. Like, no matter where I go, I will always be the minority. <sighs> Moving on to something a bit more upbeat. Um, where the... F- I'm, uh, hold on, wait. I'm on my phone. I should have had this already pulled up, but I apologize. Let's talk about what the fuck Demi Lovato's dumbass said. Um, so Demi Lovato, uh, she calls herself an activist. I mean, like... <sighs> White activism, I, 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 I take it with a fucking grain of salt. I truly do. But uh, let's talk about fucking Demi Lovato. So Demi Lovato made a tweet and an Instagram post. Uh, it was a Black Lives Matter. Uh, it was a picture of like a Black Lives Matter tweet. And the tweet says, so we all just going to act like it's okay that white f- folks are storming the Capitol with no police r- response. But when we protest to save our damn lives, the police beat the shit out of us. Come on, no. Which is very true. Which is actual, factual, true. Tim Lovato uh, posted the tweet and said something along these lines. Uh, She said, My heart is broken. It makes me too sad to believe how naive I was to think this could possibly happen. And yet it did. Here we are. For everyone in the comments saying, Where's D7? 
or wanting me to sing some sing instead of speaking up about what needs to change in this country. <coughs> this is why I post as much as I do. This is why I care. This cannot happen any fucking more. I'm angry, embarrassed, and ashamed. I'm in the studio working on something special after tonight's assault on democracy. End quote. Demi. (laughs) Demi, girl, what the fuck wrong with you? Like, me as a black oppressed person in America, like, in a time like this, surely the first fucking thing I want to hear is a Demi Lovato record. Like, bitch... Now, I understand utilizing your art to create and invoke change, but do you really think that you, your lily white la la land ass is going to stop racist people from being racist? It's going to stop attacks on democracy. It's going to stop people from being stupid as fuck. Do you really think that you hold, Damon Lovato of all people holds the power to stop that shit? Like I appreciate, like it, it, well, I don't even fucking appreciate it because I ain't got to give white people a damn thing. But like, I understand why you are, yeah, why you feel the way you do. I truly understand, and it's it's you're doing more than most. I will say that, but that I'm take that with a grain of fucking salt. No one wants to hear what the fuck you got to say, bitch. No one cares, especially me. I do not fucking care. And for you to make these posts, like you're trying to, like you can say what the fuck you want to say. You can be outraged. I have no problem with you being outraged because I'm outraged. Everyone should be outraged. I'm not. I'm outraged, but I'm not fucking surprised because I've been saying and say, saying and preaching and saying and praying and saying this shit for the past four years. But like, I'm glad y'all are finally waking up. But like, thing is, you can be outraged. But like, why the fuck are you utilizing this situation and this bullshit and Black Lives Matter and all this shit to promote whatever the fuck you writing? Girl, fuck you and your pen and paper. Nobody give a fuck about your shit. I- Child, child, I, I can't. I really, I, I genuinely, I, I cannot. I sure cannot. And these motherfuckers were on the white people are so goddamn evil. Like what? Like these motherfuckers were sitting up on the Capitol building steps, like mimicking George Floyd's death. And I pray that some of y'all burn in fucking hell. I pray that some of y'all go straight to hell with gasoline draws on. I pray that some of y'all piss bleach for the rest of your fucking life. And that's all I gotta say. This shit ain't gonna change. I'm sure there's gonna, like I said earlier, there's gonna be many times this year when I come back on this motherfucking podcast and preach and say the same shit because we're living in a white people's America, y'all. We're living in a white nationalist, white supremacy filled America, and it's not gonna fucking stop. And it seems like nothing we do, no matter how many lives that we have that are lost, no matter what happens, it's never going to end. And that's just the reality of it, sadly. <sighs> that was fucking exhausting. Um, all right, let's go into my weekly obsession, I guess. <laughs> that just put me in a bad mood, fuck. Uh, <laughs> my weekly obsession this week is black Twitter. I got to give it to you niggas. You niggas make every situation so much better. I must say, y'all are some of the funniest niggas. 
y'all are some of the funniest niggas I've ever met in my damn life. Like, y'all can take any serious situation and turn it into something that can be laughed at. And I appreciate that deeply. Like, y'all niggas, like, if it weren't for y'all niggas, I don't know how I would get through half my days. Like, I seriously mean that. Like, it takes a laughter to get me through some of this shit that happens in our world. And to know that I can rely on you niggas to help me get a good laugh out of this shit truly, truly helps. Um, yeah. Also, there were some, uh, I think their pronouns were she, they. Uh, this individual was on Twitter yesterday. I guess she was in the she, they were in the uh, D.C. area and they were like, uh, all black people, all black protesters, all BLM supporters in the D.C. area. Show up. Let's go. We need to protest for what we believed in. And I'm like, girl, this ain't my motherfucking fight. You think I'm going to go up there with all them crazy ass, radical ass, demonic ass cult coop ass niggas and get fucked up too bitch i'll sit at the house i'll sit at the house with my glass of wine and i'll sit at the house with my cnn on looking at cuomo sexy ass and looking at don lemon sexy ass i ain't gotta be out there in that shit at all and when i tell you oh black twitter gave him hell black twitter gave her hell they were fuck they fucked that girl up <laughs> Oh, it was funny. It was funny as fuck. It was, it was, it was quite, quite, quite laughable. But y'all, this shit ain't gonna end. Like that, I, I don't. Let me preface it with saying this: I don't hate white people. I have no reason. Well, actually, I have plenty of reasons to hate white people. I choose not to. I hate the construct of whiteness. I hate how being white and the lightness of your skin can allow you into certain places. It can allow you into certain jobs. It can allow you into the fucking capital. It can allow you in certain relationships. It can allow you in certain businesses. Like, your proximity to whiteness grants you so fucking much. And I realized that when I was in high school. I had so many fucking white friends. I used to tap dance like shit for the white man. Uh, and it would allow me into so many spaces and so many places. And then I had to realize, bitch, I'm tap dancing for white folks. I am working for the upheaval and the approval of whiteness. And why is that? Why do I have to shut down my blackness to support and lend to their whiteness? It's fucked up. It's fucked up. And we all got to watch how whiteness worked yesterday. Whiteness can allow you into spaces that black people can't get into. White people are allowed to not fear the police. White people are privileged to not have fear when they see the police officer. White people can stand up in the faces of authority and not get shot or brutalized or fucked up. Hell, when Black Lives Matter protesters were just just sitting down in the fucking streets, they were beat the fuck up and brutalized and clubbed and bitches had their teeth knocked out. One person had their fucking eye gouged out, but like they're sitting up here taking pictures with these niggas and they're sitting up here helping niggas down steps and shit. At the fucking U.S. Capitol. <sighs> Whiteness is a horrible thing, y'all. Whiteness is, oof. This is so fucking fucked up. <sighs> Let's get into our weekly affirmation. I feel like we need to cleanse ourselves of all that negative energy. Uh, to do my uh, check-in for this week. This week was actually a pretty decent week. Like I've very I've been very grateful for the approval and the um the love that this podcast has gotten in the past couple of days. But also 
something like overarching has been like over me. I don't know. I think I think I don't know if it's like finances. I don't know if it's it, it, well. Part of it is finances. I but like due to the pandemic and due to like relationships I've had with past friends, like this is probably the loneliest I've ever felt in my life. And like I've learned to be okay and sit in my loneliness, but like sometimes it gets overbearing. Uh, and it's difficult for me to b- deal with sometimes. And like, uh, I've been really meditating this week and I was like, what is the root of how I'm feeling? Like, it, it, it's just, it's, it's difficult. It's very, very difficult. And like, I had to just step back and do some, uh, thinking, especially yesterday. I don't know. It hit me so bad yesterday. Um, but like, I, I had to remind myself that my feelings are valid. And that, like, I this is not the how I feel is only temporary, and I can grow from how I feel, and I can prosper from how I feel. So my weekly affirmation for this week is, I give myself permission to grow and prosper. I give myself permission to grow and prosper. I give myself permission to grow and to prosper. And I leave you guys with that. I hope that helps. Uh, because I feel like... I don't know, y'all. I, I'm, I'm, I've am i been in such like a state of like feeling... Not guilty, but like just feeling like life is a bit meaningless right now. And I don't know if it's the pandemic. Uh, I don't know if it's just like everything going on in the world. But like, I feel like my black life is so infer- inferior sometimes. And that is so subservient to the white man. And that like, uh, no matter how good I do, no matter how much I train, no matter how much I work hard at my job, uh, no matter how much I work hard in my craft, I'm always going to be second best to the white man. And I know that like, in my heart that that's not fully true, but like, the world keeps showing us how whiteness works and how it allows you into certain spaces and how I in, into spaces that I couldn't even dream of being in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, something I was reminded of was uh, when Moonlight actually won Best Picture that year at I think it was the Oscars. Um, but that those w- ugly fucking trout turtle tortoise shaped neck ass bitches at the um, podium. Didn't even look at the shit, and they just automatically said La La Land. Because they knew that that was a white film. They knew that that was a film conceived in white money. Um, and, like, they didn't even need to look. They they knew that the white man was already superior. And then those people, uh, ble- uh, praise God they were honest, they actually were like, no, we didn't win. Moonlight won. And it just shows goes to show you, like, how unfair whiteness is. It goes to show you that, like, whiteness will always allow you into certain spaces that, like, my blackness can't. You know? And it sucks, but it's just the reality of it all. But, like, as long as I have... You know what? Fuck that. As long as I have air in my motherfucking lungs, a voice to speak with, a body to perform with, and a heart to love with, I will never stop working to be heard and that's on period um fuck that's a new episode (laughs) y'all 
Um, I hope you enjoyed. If you enjoyed, please go over to it's finally on Apple, Apple Podcasts, so I can say this. Please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Uh, I deeply appreciate it. Give us five stars. I deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate it. Uh, make sure that you give some reviews on Spotify. I don't think, I don't think you can review on Spotify. Make sure you give reviews on Apple Podcasts, though. Our podcast is now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, TuneIn, Deezer, Stitcher, um, Fucker. I don't, I don't, <laughs> it's like literally just search the podcast and you can find it anywhere. I'm still working on it, on getting it on iHeartRadio, but I doubt any person that's under the age of like 10 or no, under the age of like 25 uses iHeartRadio and I'm working on getting it on Pandora, but also who the fuck would listen to this on Pandora? Um, if you, I mean like if, if it's, this could be from the future, if you're listening to this podcast on, um, Pandora, first of all, girl, why? But also thank you. Uh, <laughs> but I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working on getting it on more platforms for y'all. Uh, thank you so much for your support. Uh, follow, I didn't do any of my social media last episode, so I'm gonna do it now. Uh, follow the transition period on Twitter at trans period pod. That's T R A N S P E R I O D P O D on Twitter and on, um, Instagram. It's transition period pod, full word transition and the word period. And then pod. Uh, and my personal social media is Twitter and Instagram at the Gary Fuqua. Uh, yeah, that's a new episode, y'all. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you've listened this long, uh, thank you for caring about what I have to say. It means a lot to me personally. Um, and yeah, I'll see you guys next period. Bye bye.